Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 62, if you'd like to follow along. As the time approached, when Jesus was to be taken up into heaven, he determined to go to Jerusalem. He sent his messengers on ahead of him. Along the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the Samaritan villagers refused to welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? But Jesus turned and spoke sternly to them, and they went on to another village. As Jesus and his disciples traveled along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and the birds in the sky have nests, but the human one has no place to lay his head. Then Jesus said to someone else, Follow me. He replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and spread the news of God's kingdom. Someone else said to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to those in my house. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for God's kingdom. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning we're ending our sermon series on what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, of what it means for us to be someone who is focused on Him, as we talked about a few weeks ago, on someone who sees where He is leading and who is willing to discern what He wants for them and for their life, who's willing to do whatever it takes to be called, to be considered a disciple of Jesus Christ. I think what we can see from the scriptures and from our own personal experiences is it's very easy for us to fall into a rut when it comes to following Jesus. It's very easy for us to to participate in the life of the church without really being a follower. Because that's what Jesus is talking about and talking to in many of the scriptures that we have read these past few weeks. As he talked about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and said, you know, look at what they're doing. You know, worship with your heart, not just on your exterior. And that's because we lose sight of who he is. We lose sight of of what he's done. Or maybe we're just unwilling to make the step forward. The commitment of what it takes that we know we need to do to really follow him. So in this morning's gospel reading, we read three different stories that Luke presents very rapidly. It's just like bam, bam, bam. And there Jesus has done it and we're done. These three stories are of three individuals who are each in their own way given a choice to follow him. He encounters them as he is heading to Jerusalem because Luke chapter 9 is when Jesus kind of has this transition. He is journeying. He's going southward. They experience the transfiguration. And now he's set his face to Jerusalem as he's continuing forward because he knows that it's time to go to the city for the plan, God's plan to unfold. And so the first individual comes, Jesus is traveling and he says, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. I'll do whatever it takes. I will be wherever you are. And Jesus' response is something that I've always thought was really just odd. 
Because he told a story about foxes and dens and birds and nests. And then he says, you know, the human one has no place to go. Without telling him as much. I think what Jesus is saying to this man is, are you sure? You've come and you've made this profession. You've come and you've said what you want to do. But are you really sure that you want to follow me? Are you sure that you are willing to go where I'm going to go? That you are willing to eat what I am going to eat? That you are willing to sleep where I am going to sleep? You know, that's exactly what we looked at last Sunday. When we talked about knowing the cost of what it means to follow Him. Because that's what Jesus is saying here. You know, His face is set to Jerusalem. He knows what's going to unfold. He's been prepared for what has to happen. And so he's telling this person, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm homeless. I'm reliant on others to support me. I experience persecution by some and adoration by others. Are you sure that you are willing to do whatever it takes? I think it's interesting that Luke doesn't write this man's response to Jesus' response to his proclamation. Luke doesn't write that the man said, Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Let's go. What's this persecution thing anyway? But you know, I'm wondering if what, the reason Luke doesn't write the response is because the man's response was probably more along the lines of, uh, Let me clarify. I didn't say I would follow you anywhere. I'm not willing to do whatever it takes. I'm just going to follow you now as you walk through my city. Because that's what's convenient. That's what's easy. In a sense, the man was offering himself to follow with strings attached and with parameters that he himself had established. Which is why Jesus said, are you sure? Do you really know what you're asking? Do you really know what you are requesting? Do you really know what you're committing yourself to be a part of? The second person that Jesus comes in contact with is someone who Jesus himself invites to follow him. And this man says, well, yes, but let me go bury my father first. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their own. But you go and spread the good news of God's kingdom. See, this, this individual wants to follow Jesus like the first. To respond to the call, but he too wants to do it with strings attached, doesn't he? He wants to wait he wants to wait until it's convenient to follow Jesus. He wants to wait until in his heart he has determined that the time is right. And so he's not willing to be receptive to the fact that Jesus is calling him now. Not five years from now. Not ten years from now. Not whenever his father dies. Because we don't know if his father is sick, his father is died, or his, his father is still relatively young and he's just buying time. See, what Jesus is saying in this story and to this man is you have to act. That you have to act when your hearts are stirred. If you're going to be a follower of Him. When the Spirit is flowing. Otherwise, you may never get the chance. Again. It's just going to pass you by. It's just going to go and, and you may never receive that same stirring of the Spirit in your heart. That you feel at that time. 
I was reading this past week an article about thanking other people, about writing notes of thanks to other people. And the author said that if you're going to thank others by writing them a note, you have to do it right when you think about it. You can't do it later. You can't schedule to do it. You need to do it when you have the urge at that time to think that person. Otherwise, you'll likely never get back to it. Not because you don't care about the person, right? Not because you're not appreciative of the gift or of whatever they've done for you. Maybe they took you to lunch or they helped you out with something or, you know, they offered you something. If you don't write the thank you at the time you think about it, you don't get back to it. Because it loses its urgency, doesn't it? And we all know that once the urgency for one thing passes, it's not going to come back because there are so many other things that are coming along that are going to rise up and be more urgent than that one thing. You know, I think in our spiritual walk, what Jesus is saying is when your heart moves, you've got to do it. When your heart calls you to step forward in faith, you have to do it. When your heart leads you to follow me in a new way and in a real way, you have to be willing. And you can't just say at some point, I'm going to do it. You know, it kind of reminds me too of, in my office, you know, I don't know about you all, but I have different devotional books that I buy. And I think, oh, this will be perfect, you know, when New Year comes around. And now we're in February and I haven't started it yet. Or I'll buy a book and I'll think, you know, Lent, I'm going to read this during the Lenten season. And then Easter hits and I look over and I go, well, maybe next Lent. See, it's kind of like that guy. Where Jesus is saying, if you're going to follow me, you have to do it. Because the urgency is now. And so maybe what I'm taking from that today is that when God prompts me to do something, I just have to do it. I have to start doing it. I have to decide that now's the time because that's the time that the Spirit is moving. And for me to say, well, maybe in a couple weeks when something happens, it's going to lose its urgency. Just like writing a note to someone else, just like making a phone call. If we don't do it, if we don't you know, step forward when it's there, then we may never get back to it. And that's what Jesus is saying to this man is you have to step forward in faith now. You have to choose to follow me now. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes. Not when it's convenient to you. Not when you determine that the time is right. But you have to do it because God's stirring your heart at this time. And I'm leading you if you're willing to follow. And then the third person. He tells Jesus, I will follow you, but... First, let me say goodbye to those in my house. Jesus' response was, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for God's kingdom. See, what he's saying is to follow him, we have to look ahead. We have to look at where he is leading us to follow him. We can't look back and spend our time thinking about what might have been or could have been or what happened. If we're too busy looking back at what we've missed or have done, or if we're so busy worrying about the sin that we have committed that we haven't accepted the forgiveness that He has given us, then we can't move forward in faith. 
we can't move ahead. We can't leave those things that we have said we have left because of His grace and His forgiveness and His love for us. See, following Him means being willing to do whatever it takes. Being willing to accept the forgiveness that you have been offered, of accepting what has happened, of accepting what you've done, and then taking each day as a time, as a gift from Him, as another opportunity for us to experience His grace. We have to look ahead, is what He's saying. Just like a man who plows can't look back, because the plow's going to be crooked, the line's going to be crooked, the furrow's going to be crooked. I guess today you don't have to worry about that if you have a tractor that runs with GPS. But the metaphor, you know, agriculturally we have to look at in those times <laughs> when you're holding a plow and you've got an animal pulling it. Because if you look back, we know what happens. And what he's saying is if you're going to remain straight and true in your following of me, you have to have both hands on the handles. And you have to be looking ahead. You have to be looking ahead to the one who gives you life, to the one who offers you grace. You have to be focused on what God has done and is doing in and through you. I read another metaphor that's compared to this. And for those of you that are musical, you'll like it. But he says, to look ahead is like the musician who's looking at the next few measures, the next line. To make sure that they're prepared to sing and play what's coming up. Not worrying about the mistake they made five or six measures ago. But looking ahead. Because if they're worried on that thing that's back there, up here's not going to sound right either. Because they're not fully there and fully present. See, to follow Jesus, we have to do what it takes. We have to be willing to accept the forgiveness that He's given us. We have to be willing to set our sin aside. We have to be willing to do whatever it takes to focus on God. To say yes to Him. And to possibly have to say no to those things that distract, distort, and disturb us. See, Jesus said if we're to be followers of Him, we have to take up our cross and follow Him. We have to be willing to be the people that He made us to be. We have to be willing to choose to follow Him wherever He goes. And we have to be willing to grow in this faith that He's given us and in this life that He's offered us and in this forgiveness that He's given each of us. For us to follow, we have to focus on who He wants us to be and on who He has been so that as we work and as we serve Him, we'll be guided and directed by the one who gives us life, the one who has offered us love, and the one who calls us this day and every day to follow me. Amen.